BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Uh, today we're going to go through all the trade targets, talking captain options. We're also going to be going through the teams that drop in 30 minutes, and we're going to be walk, uh, answering your <laughs> questions. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, joined by Luke. How are you, mate? Good, mate. One of these days we'll, we'll get a good intro, eh? <laughs> yeah. I've like diving across to press yeah, buttons I've to muted myself then. in the, the first part of that intro, <laughs> but no, we're good. We're on. This is live. We're good. Live TV. You can call it live Live pod- TV. Jeez, we're flattering ourselves there. Po- podcasting, <laughs> mate. It's all happening. How exciting is tonight going to be, just quietly? Yes. It could, we could even get off to an absolute stinker this weekend. It could be over before it starts, or we've got some pods playing tonight. We've got so. some pods playing. We've got some mm. potential vice captains playing. Yep. You know, it's uh, there's been no footy as of yet. So first show we've done on the uh, on the Friday. You happy, you happy about no Thursdays? What do you think? Uh, I like the Thursday night. I mean, I, I just love footy, and I feel like it, on a Thursday night, it's just another night that I can just sit back and enjoy the footy. It's like a preview of the weekend. Yep. Um, look, from a fantasy point of view, it like it's a little bit less of a Stress going into it in terms of like make decisions quickly, but but I, I like I like the uh, the Thursday night. What are your thoughts? Yeah, more days with footy the better. But when you're doing this kind of thing, it does make it a little more stressful in terms of it your does. timings and that kind yeah. of thing. But um, yeah. nah, all's all's good in the footy world, and we're looking forward to another good weekend. Yes, we are. So I guess uh, we'll go through. We've got a bit of a bit of a show lined up for us today. So we're going to be talking about trade targets. We're going to be talking about captain options. Um, we'll also go through a little bit of news of the week. Oh, Bales! Yeah, I think good's that from Bales. I think he's just tipped us two dollars. I didn't even know that we could we could <laughs> accept that. But uh, appreciate that, Bales. Thanks, mate. That's, thank you, Bales. That'll be tax deductible well, as well. Wouldn't well, it? while <laughs> Bales is on here tipping us legends, make sure everyone who's not already subscribed to Bales' yeah. YouTube channel go over. He is very he's close. close to 1K. He's How very close to the 1K. So if you haven't already, maybe after this show, uh, keep watching. But after the show, go and <laughs> subscribe to Bales's uh, channel over there. He's uh, one of the many legends in the AFL yeah. fantasy community oh, that does you, a lot of good work. Very so, kind, mate. Much cheers, appreciated. Bales. Uh, but let's go through some of the major trade targets. I was talking to you before our show today, Luke, that I think um, a lot of the trade targets this week. I mean, we've we've kind of got the news of the suspensions early in the week and yep. that sort of stuff. I mean, touch wood, but I feel like a lot of the trade targets, upgrade, downgrade, um, trade-out targets are kind of the same as they were earlier in the week as they are now. So 
We're going to go through some of the downgrade that's targets. A, that's a good week when that happens. That, that is a good that week. There hasn't been too much chaos that we've we found out as the yeah. weeks evolve. So. Yeah. so we're going to go through the downgrade targets so that the rookies that we're going to be bringing in. We, this was we've got to play our graphic up first, mate. Yeah. We don't have the oh, graphic sorry, on the screen. Mate. Let's Come get on. it going. This is an absolute shit hey, show. Targets. targets. Let's go. Talk to us. Got the crosshairs on these boys. But <laughs> um, downgrade targets. I Late switch last night. Yep. I've got Matt Roberts at number one. I did previously say that Seamus Mitchell was my number one downgrade target, although we'll, we'll see at five o'clock, but I don't know if he's even going to get named this week uh, with the potential inclusion of a Jack Scrimshaw. Yep. If he is there, he's my number two, but just the fact that the quality of the bench there just scares me a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he's a little bit closer to the um, the edge than a Matt, Matt Roberts. So Matt Roberts is number one downgrade target for me. Um, Chin Cotter, the bread. He's the he's bread. in there. He's he's debuting. Get around the bread, hey. Get around we'll the bread. Have, we'll have to make the time to really watch that one, eh? Hey? Yeah, have to have to see how good he is. <laughs> uh, um, so he's number three to me. Very cheap. I always do like to watch the rookie first before I trade them in, and the reward comes in their second game when their break even comes down. I think I think um, you get a bit from that as well. I was listening to Holmes. He talks about talk about this earlier today as well, and and. You get a lot from the first game in terms of, okay, uh, how's this guy's job security? Has he impressed the coaching yep. staff? Is this a long-term thing? Because the worst thing in the world is to trade in a guy like that and Stinks then it up. realize, oh, God, that was a one-week thing, and then you're left yeah, with a guy gone. that's like, yeah. what, 230K? What do you do with that? That's so, right, yeah. So yeah. I think I think I like him, and, and he's a guy we've penciled in and yep. sort of someone we can go for, but I think he's sort of third in that mix. Corey Wagner... He had some good moments. He's had some bad moments in the Frio game last week. He's held his spot. He's a mature ager, so there's a potential that he could be a guy that can score, but um, his job security is a little bit yeah, shaky at the I th- moment. I don't think he did himself too many, um, like too much harm last week. I think there's a few bad turnovers. There was, but I think where, where I was going with that is that you want to see a guy who has a dip and yep. gets around the footy, and then you know you hopefully can tidy those skill errors up. Um, yeah, it, there's every first... chance that this game he. Like goes way better. Yeah, well, it's his uh, first AFL game for a long time as oh, well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I thought we saw enough from him and hopefully the coaches did too for those people that picked him up last week. And then number five here is Matthew Johnson. So a couple of those three boys down at the end there. And just to remind, like those deeper teams, yep. um, you know, the job security is always going to be a bit shaker, shakier than like a Hawks, for example. So um, yeah, that's how I would rank the downgrade targets. But I think Matt Roberts should be the target for most people because I think that he's... He's got a good scoring pedigree, and if he stays on the ground for the whole time, he could be someone you even have on your field uh, yeah. playing on that wing. They didn't get the defense guys back, so uh, and he did look really good. And they've, they've played him a lot. It's been a lot as a sub, but that kind of also shows me that they want to get him in AFL action. Yeah, he's highly, um, he's definitely highly touted. It's just part of the future. Of, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, interestingly as well, so we're talking downgrade targets, but there's a bit of scenario, there's a few scenarios floating around this week um, about potential downgrade targets in the form of going down from a suspended Tom Green yep. to yes. uh, an undervalued premium as well. So do we want to talk about that here or do you have that lined up later on? Uh, let's maybe do that later. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll line that up later. because we'll, we'll allude to it we'll, well, yeah, yeah a <laughs> little, little teaser. What do they call that in the business? Just like teaser. a hook, a little hook. Oh. Uh, get them on the, on the hook. The All right, let's go into the upgrade targets now. We'll go through line by line. Um, we sort of talked about these guys on our previous podcast. We'll kind of yep. go through them. Defenders, number one, I still have Tom Stewart. Now, in the teams... And I'm just, I'll confirm if he's in the squad, but Ryan Clark was named in the Sydney uh, team. Don't be telling us that. And uh, he is a known tagger of defenders. Yeah, so, yes, backs. he is going to be playing. They're playing on the Saturday. So, he's in the team at the moment. And um, I, I believe from memory, he tagged Tom Stewart in the grand final. Um, and held him to like a 60 or so score. So Would that be enough for him for, for you to shy away from him if you didn't already have him and you were looking to bring in a defender? It, it's a tough one because it was still early enough in the season that like Tom Stewart's still a great buy. Like he's, he's priced 35. He is someone that has a good buy round. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like he's going to be in and amongst that top six, top eight defenders for the entire season. So I still think it's. Look, if, if he's all you can get up to, I still think he's a very safe option um, with the, just the expectation that this week he could potentially be tagged. The flip side of that is they're going back home to GMHBA yep. and he plays really well he on that ground. He loves it there. He loves he? it there. And they've, got so, big, they've got a big run there later in the season. They do, though, yeah. So. I think it starts now, like every second week they're playing there. So yeah. I still think that 
despite that, he's my number one defender trade target, but he falls a little bit down in terms of the overall trade targets. Can we talk about these next three yes. in conjunction? So you've got a decision to make. Well, this here. is it. So we're talking defender trade targets, and two, three, and four on this list, we've got Whitfield, Baker, and Zebel. Yes. And the reason I want to discuss them together is because, like you said, I've got a decision to make, and, and I actually would like a bit of feedback from the people in the comments section, people listening along. What I'm looking to do this week is I'm looking to... I was initially looking to hold green. Yeah. But now with some cash in the bank, it's looking like I'll go green down to either Zeeble, Whitfield or Baker, yep. which will give me enough cash to get a Chandler up to a Butters. So yep. it would be out green and Chandler in Butters and either one of Zeeble, um, Whitfield or Baker. And so this is a play. Like I think like the whole week I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about like holding green, holding green, like it's a one-week suspension. And I, I still think that that's a good play. I need to be aggressive. But in your situation, you're ranked poorly. Yeah. Um, yes. Well... Ranked not as you would like to be. Sugarcoat it, mate. Sugarcoat it for me. <laughs> but um, and you've also got Will Day, so that's the yes. other thing. So yeah. you're holding two suspended players, yeah. and I think that Will Day is like probably the better one to hold again because he's probably underpriced. Whereas a Tom Green is a guy that's got a bit of money on his head. Um, there's a there's a Perryman inclusion this week, and that mix. We haven't seen much of the full healthy GWS midfield and how that mm. uh, matches up. Yeah, and also there's a lot of people that are already holding a Tom Green, so. The aggressive move in a player in someone like your situation is to trade him if it allows you to still get the upgrade. And, yeah, and if that's which, the case, which, which it does, I feel it does. Too. Yeah, Butters, I think that's Chandler a good to play. Butters is an upgrade, and Butters has probably been the most spoken about person this week. I'd, I'd have to say in terms of that upgrade because he, he, even though there's those flags of injury and inconsistency from previous years, he he fits the bill. He's undervalued for yep. what we know he can do. The role looks solid. He's coming off a, a decent couple of weeks in that role, and so he, he kind of fits the bill. So I, I feel like that is an upgrade. But I'd be interested to, to know where to go because Zebel for me, feels like there's some comfort in what he's done to start the year. But yep. then if I'm looking to be aggressive, does that mean I go to a baker who we know can drop 120s? Or do I go to a guy who's just burnt so many of us year after year, and that's Lockie Whitfield? So I'm really keen to see what people have to say in the comments. So um, yeah, I, well. I would I would rank them Whitfield. Yeah, it depends again if Aaron Hall is named. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah. So Bowers has said this, and so Hall Hall's back. I'm interested to see. What? Is Hall back? I don't think we've had that confirmed. Well, pe- right? I think people alluding to the fact assuming that, that yeah. he is. Yeah, okay. so. Is where do you think he fits in in the system at North Melbourne here? So um, Paul Zebel, Sheasel, what, what do you it's think? It's tough because they've they obviously they they struggled a lot versus Brisbane. It was yeah. a very lackluster performance. But I don't think Zebel and Sheasel were the reasons that they were poor. No. I think it was more their midfield. So like, is if if Aaron Hall comes back, is is it a guarantee that he is playing that half back role? Well, this is the question I have as well. Because or is he on a wing or something? Well, we see in those teams that have three genuine defensive distributed distributors. There's no teams where you've got three that are all averaging 100 no. plus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So someone always suffers when yeah. you have those three guys that play that role. So for me, Sheasel and Zebel is sustainable. Uh, you know, as potentially 95 With two, guys. Yes. Yeah. But the minute you add Hall in there, if if the intention is for Hall to be in that role, that to me isn't sustainable from a fantasy perspective. So I think it's enough to scare me. If he is named at five o'clock and we, he's in the squad, then he falls to the bottom of that list. Okay. Okay. So if he's in there, he falls to the bottom of the list there. I still have Whitfield over a Baker. I think um, most people are saying uh, Whitfield. But, but how good would it be to cheer for Bakes? He would be very fun. He would be very fun. He's, he's the <laughs> most... Tigers, I'd Tigers say he'd fans. be the most unique, although Whitfield would probably also be very unique as well. 10, 10% and 15%, something like that, or is it... Uh, yeah, something like that. I know Whitfield is owned by 1% in the top 1,000, um, and I'm just yeah. looking for Baker here. Uh, he is actually 7% in the top 1,000, so both still very unique, though. Um, look... What are, what are your thoughts about when Short comes back for the Tigers? Jesus, someone someone else has just donated fifteen bucks. Holy shit! Okay, yeah. thank you, Brendan. Thank you so uh, much, Brendan. Thank you very much. Pro- I wasn't going to see the beers are back. Well done, fellas. Oh, thank you, Brendan. <laughs> Shout out to you, I gotta, mate. I got to open one. I actually just realised I'm chewing gum as well, which is not not a great beer yeah, thing. We'll spit no. that out. Get Jesus, the beers fifteen flowing. bucks. Please, don't, you don't have to part with your cash, people. Uh, I didn't your, even know that that was set up yeah, there, but uh, but I appreciate people's uh, very very generosity, uh, big generosity there, guys. Yeah. So. Shout out to you, Brendan. Shout out for dinner tonight. Um, but yes, um, yeah, it's a tough call. I think last night you were telling me you were leaning towards Baker. Yeah, I, if, I don't, if Aaron Hall's not w- was named, that, for, was that me going with my heart and not my head? I, I think there's I mean? some merit to it. I think, 
Look, no, Merritt, Merritt's he's out this week. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we need I'll to find waiting. a new way to say. I got like, these written down, mate. I'm telling you, I was just <laughs> looking down. Yeah, that on oh, that one, I'll go. Um, I think I was I was reading through uh, Selby's guide. He's been converted. He's a Baker believer. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think um, Zave's been just pestering him as he peppering away. What do they they call him? The the can, candles, candlestick yeah, maker. Candlestick maker. I like that. Yeah. I like um, that. <laughs> look, love the player. You know, we love him. Yeah. Um, he's my favourite Tiger. He's, he's honestly probably my favourite player in the AFL. Like he just gives hundred percent every time. Yeah. It's just the role. But look, if Short comes back, I actually expect him. I don't. I'll get your thoughts on this. I actually expect Short to move up to more of a wing role. Yeah, look, I think I think at Richmond um, they've shown that Short's a midfielder slash winger now because um, they want him kicking inside fifty, not yeah. necessarily rebound like getting the rebound fifties. No, 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 no I sense. agree, especially when you got yeah. Rioli and Baker there. So that's, I mean, that's my dilemma this week. We won't spend too much more time on yeah. it now, but um, you know, um, I think a few hope- people will be will be having that discussion as well because obviously yeah. Stewart was a popular target last week, and these guys are all at that achievable price tag. Yes, correct, correct. Okay, mids. What Speaking are we talking about? Achievable price tags. These guys are maybe not. No. <laughs> um, so Tuke Miller. I don't R- think I've Rory Laird heard two- you talk about. A player more than I've heard you talk about Took Miller this week it's been, Mate, tuk, if tuk, I tuk, could tuk, get tuk, there tuk, tuk, I would love it Because And we'll talk about him again later When we talk about uh, the big boys But Look I, I still would say that Took Miller Is the guy that I think If I compare him to like a um, Last year One of my winning lottery tickets to, to ranking well Was Getting in early on someone like Callum Mills I got yep. him before his 160 He exploded in this exact round Round 6 against the Hawks We've got Tuke Miller coming up against the Kangaroos this week Excellent matchup He's got a great run He's got a unique buy this round uh, This year um, And he's just an absolute gun He's averaged 120 before Price at yep. 107 He ticks all the boxes But he's still $922,000 It's it's it, a lot It could be undervalued But when you talk about undervalued and, ter- and, and achievable Yeah so, so he's the number one target for me for the midfielders. Um, a lot of the midfielders are still quite expensive. Bowles is on the Took train this week. All aboard. Let's go, Took. <laughs> Look, I, I would be going there if I could myself. I'm, I'm trading him in to my super coach team, but that's because I've got three trades instead of two. Um, but the only reason I would get someone or I would tick off someone going to Took in fantasy is if you've got a lot of money sitting there already. And you can still do a rookie down, rookie up. So yep. if you had two hundred fifty thousand dollars sitting in your bank from last week, and you can go like a, um, I don't know, like a Cam McKenzie down, yep. and a Chandler up to a Took, I would tick that off. But if you're culling like a Warpool yep. or one of those like good mid prices, or you're sidewaysing from, um, I would some like a poor well, performing like even a, even people who Peyton young or something like that even people who want to shift on green this week I wouldn't recommend going up to talk so yeah I, I probably wouldn't go there either yeah so there'd be some people maybe that are thinking oh well this is an opportunity I can go yeah, there because then you're not going to get an upgrade on the other exactly end you're yeah, costing you're yourself somewhere amount. else so just consider that as well yeah so he's he's a good guy if you've got cash and so is Rory Laird I think Rory Laird is <laughs> just chuck it mate gotta find a way somewhere <laughs> to discreetly place my chewing gum it's, um, it's on the floor at the moment. So those are the two big dogs in the mids. I also don't mind Lockie Neal as a guy who's slightly underpriced if you can get that high. And Chad Warner, I'm still going to put in there someone who's under 800k that I think can push push close push. to uh, a 100. Forwards. Forward line, this is my number one target this week, and we'll go into my overall rankings. But Zach Butters is my dude. He's under hundred, um, under seven hundred thousand. Yeah. So he's priced at about eighty, eighty one, I think it was. And I think he's very achievable for a lot of teams. I would advise most teams that he is probably the best and most realistic guy that you can trade in and still get rid of the rookies you want to get rid of. So he, to me, yeah. is a very, very good option. I think I agree on that. And and there's been a bit of talk, and, and you kind of alluded to it as well. Yes, we're kind of talking upgrade season, but it, it's still a lot of those guys are unachievable. They're and hard so to get to. Just my feeling now is rather than doing more sideways stuff or oh, more yeah. fix-ups or more, you've got to start to pull the trigger on some of these guys at some point, especially from the position that, yep. that I'm in. Maybe you could be a far more conservative if um, if you were more highly ranked. Yeah, no one has him in the top 1,000. He's obviously yeah. he had that interrupted preseason, so he started slow. The CBAs were down, but he's getting there in there more now. And he was a game-changer for Port on the weekend. Yeah. He had a big last quarter, and it... It, not quite the same, but it's reminiscent to me of kind of the move they made with Rosie last year, yeah. where they injected him into the middle. The team performed really well, so I don't see that necessarily changing. I think players like a Wines are slightly more out. Um, sometimes a Drew goes in there if there's a tag option, but when you 
you're coming up against West Coast. You're not tagging anybody. No. Um, so I think that those, you know, young yeah. port uh, midfielders are going to be in there at a high rate for the rest of the season. And you mentioned West Coast as well. You might get that instant reward. Yeah, that sugar well. hit. So yeah, his break even's low, so he's going to start to move up. He's he's bottomed out in price now, so I think he is uh, a really good target. Number two here, yeah, yeah. which I'm going to touch on, but I don't. I actually personally don't like the move. It's the Jason Johannesson. Um, trade good against JJ and also I'm not sure if he's a forward as well but I'll also use this time to ch- uh, touch on a Chase is it Chase Jones Chasey yeah, yeah Chase Jones yeah. I, I am personally not for these kind of moves this week I think that this is not the time of year to be doing these kind of moves um can you see, well let me play devil's advocate yeah. can you see a scenario where a person's team might you know dictate that this is the move Look, I'll say that there's a scenario where it goes quite well. Like, say you you get both in, and they both average 80 from here. They both give oh, yourself 100K. That's good, yeah. That's good. The I just, risk-reward button. I just see the more likely scenario is that the, the reward is not worth the risk, that you're kind of almost just sideways in a rookie. Because a lot of people are interested in trading like a... Um, Someone like a Jinbi over across to him, yeah. So or a McKenzie over, like they could, the, the rookies could outscore these guys. There's every chance that that happens, and I don't actually feel like that's a guaranteed upgrade. Yes, their break evens are in their favor, but those they can change quickly when players put on some good scores. So, I'm personally not a fan of either of them. If I had to rank them, I would go JJ over Chase Jones because I've seen yeah. him in that role before. Yeah. But then you've got the Bevo situation to, to worry about. Um, Do you th- so people that are that are going to them are effectively looking at like this. So you, your rookie gets you from two hundred k up to five hundred k, and then you're sideways to this mid pricer, and he gets you to seven hundred k. That's what people are hoping to yeah. do, isn't it? And then that's the step and bridge the gap there. So do, I haven't played fantasy for enough years to really know. But is there a scenario where these rookies just don't fatten enough, and so you're forced to go to these kind of mid prices to bridge that that gap? Like uh, the only scenario that-, that like makes me think that that could be the case is because of this sub rule. Um, so because of the sub rule and the fact that rookies are getting their cash like halted as quickly as they have when they're getting subbed off or used as a sub, yeah. um, that like, you know, McKenzie and Jimby, they were flying. They were, they were going to make 600K easily. Yes, yeah. And they were going to make it by like round nine or 10. So that's what I mean. I um, left with But point with where... that now, it's, it's, it's harder to see that happening. But... When you've still got an option like a Zach Butters sitting there, you know, he's only 200K more expensive than these guys. Like, Agreed. Zach Butters' price at 81. There's yeah. every chance that he's a 100 averaging player and he's 20 points unders. So I agree. It's about the same amount of unders as I think those other guys are, but you're not going to have to trade him out. I agree for this week. So I'm all in on yeah. it. Butters is the better option this week. I'm just looking to the future. What if you have a week there where you, your rookies aren't fattened? And that, I guess, you know, like I said, I haven't played enough years to know yeah. whether that is, is a way that it can go. But it worries me looking at my team a little bit, looking at the rookies and thinking, I don't know if you're ever going to fatten enough for me to yeah. go to an actual underpriced. My thoughts premium. are, is we'll deal with that when we get to it. Okay. Like, I think, I think week to there's, week. there's a lot of things that could happen. Like, and, and we'll start talking about this in, in future weeks' podcast. But we're going to start to eye off guys that... You know, maybe not this week, maybe not next week, but in three weeks' time might be achievable. Like someone like a Andrew Brayshaw comes to mind. He's going to be falling down in price. Yeah, true. Um, someone like a giant. He got, he got married or engaged, didn't we see? Did he? Brayshaw. Uh-huh. Or are we, wait, are we, no, I'm talking. Um, You're talking Angus. I'm talking Gussie. Okay, yeah, no, Andrew Brayshaw. That's the reason the for I'm his poor about. performance. Oh, he's not, has to not be. focused on the yeah, footy. He's, he's, yeah, he's, um, yeah. Taken away by the girlfriend, um, <laughs> but I think you know, like you know, someone like a Jai Simkin, he's going to be coming down in price. Who who can go nineties? I think yeah. there are other ways, and there will always, well, maybe not. They won't always be, but for the most part, there's usually some other options that will present itself. So for this round, I'm not so hyped on those guys. Okay, really quickly, out of all those mid defenders and forwards. How are you ranking them in terms of priority? So I'm going to go Zach Butters as my number one overall trade target this week. Yep. Tuke Miller, if you can get there and you've got the cash, don't be culling someone that you might want to have later yep. um, and you're not getting a rookie off the field. Tom Stewart, I still have number three, really safe as houses option, very value. Rory Laird, similar situation as a Tuke Miller. And if you're super desperate and have zero cash and your red dots are piling up, then yep. maybe you can go with Jason Johannesson as okay. your fifth option. But for me, I'm very keen on the Zach Butters move, and I think he's number one by a fair way. Okay, so those were our trade-in targets. 
And we'll just quickly discuss some guys that you're thinking we might be trading out. Yeah, so trade out targets. This is almost like more important than the trade in targets at this time of year because yeah. we can all try and get Tuke Miller. We can all try and get <laughs> Zach Butters or whatever it is. But it's like kind of how you get there. That what does almost, it cost you? Yeah, what does it cost you? And that kind of differentiates teams. So we'll go through kind of like types of players rather than specific names. We'll list a few examples. But the number one trade out target to me are rookies with a poor role and or shaky job security. Yep. So those are players like Lockie Cowan, um, like a JVR, uh, Constable who's not been there for three weeks, uh, Liam Jones in the back line for the Bulldogs there, Caminiti who's punching on with people getting suspended for three weeks. And Bloody Constable was in your team for 16 weeks he's before still you there. Got I'm him finally back. getting rid of him. Uh, but <laughs> Kay Chandler also falls into that boat. He's probably got better job security, but his role is still a general small forward. So I still think, and because he's got money on his head, I would categorize him in this area here. As a general rule, am I right in saying that if you can make the upgrade that you want to make by trading a bench rookie, you're obviously wanting to do, do that. that. Yes. Yeah. So yes. If, if you're looking at going to that uber premium like a talk, but it's costing you a, a decent on-field rookie or a mid-pricer, you're much more uh, likely to tick off that that yes. butters move with a, a rookie that's on the pine. I would, with the caveat being if that... Bench rookie's got an extremely low break even, and they're making a whole lot more money. Yeah, then don't maybe you then. don't. That you still want to prioritize the cash. So, but yes, in general, if you can do the move, you can you want to do. Yeah. With a worse rookie, then tick that off hundred yeah. percent. And both the guys that you're looking to trade fit into that list. So I think yes. you're looking to get off Chandler. I'm and moving Constable. Chandler and Constable. Yeah. And I'm getting in Butters and one of those downgrade guys that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. Nice. Ranking number two is the poor performing mid-prices. Now, I've got in this list an Angus Brayshaw because he is not a premium by any stretch of the imagination at the moment. So mm. Angus Brayshaw and Finn Callahan, I think, are guys that you can move off of. Finn Callahan's got that wing role. We don't love wingers. And he's basically putting up scores equivalent that a rookie could do the same thing. He's got some money on his head, so you can do something with that. So I think they're the number two ranked. Do you think that James Warple will fit into that category next week? Potentially, yes. Yeah. He was definitely on there a week ago when I was chopping, oh, mate, <laughs> chopping him you, off. I thought uh, you were going to get a sore hand. You were yeah. just chop suey. You were all but over it. whilst days out, he's not someone I'm going to be trading, especially when he's coming off a 115. So yeah. I'm not going to be trading him out. He could be uh, He could be a good one for you next week, depending on... Number three, number three is still where I'd be okay to trade these guys if it gives you like that perfect trade and you, and you don't have those other guys or they don't give you the proper upgrade you want. And that is the rookies with a good roll but a high break even. So those are your Cam McKenzie's, yeah. Ruben Jinby, and even Oliver Hollands. So these guys are best 22 players, uh, assuming they're not getting a rest and managed through that sub. They have been good rookies when they play out the game. They score well, but their, their cash generation has been slowing down. So cash is still key to make, and if you can get these guys up to a good player then I will tick it off, assuming you can't do it with number one and number two. Yeah. When it, when it comes to these guys as well, I looked at scenarios where I was trading these guys earlier on in uh, in the week. Um, but then when I was able to do some really fancy things with DPP, I had bloody arms going everywhere. I was DPP and swinging <laughs> yeah. there. So I was like that. Um, yeah. What's that? thing with all the arms that religious octopus? thing what no, <laughs> you know that religious thing with all the arms oh, is, that a, is that like a, a Buddha or something yeah you've lost me okay I, I digress um, <laughs> so I was swinging DPP and the reason I bring that up is because I'm I'm a shocker for it I, for whatever reason I, I can't see those things you're like bloody rain man things are going around everywhere but yeah. if you're that kind of person who who um, you know is just not quite sure really have a look at the DPP what can you actually get to because it, yeah. it might um, not make itself apparent to you straight away you, you can get Get with with a lot of DPP stuff we got, you can get pretty much anyone to any position at Which, this stage. Like I said, my is, mind just obviously doesn't work that way. But if, <laughs> but when I sat in front of the computer for long enough, yeah. I got something that I was happy with, and it meant that I didn't have to move off Mackenzie, Jimby, yeah. or Hollands. And um and yeah, just by investing a little bit more time and looking at that, yeah, that helped yeah, me yeah. out. So yeah, explore all options. That's that's all it. options. Please do. All right, let's go quickly through these next ones here. Now let's go through. Have you got the... Is the sound grab here? Do I have to press a button? What are we doing? What sound grab have we got? We're going the ball boys, the we big boys. We can't go boys. the big boys. Yeah, we got we got to look at the teams. Are the teams dropping soon? Oh, three minutes. I reckon we can We, can we go get a few the, big boys in. We'll go the big boys first. Okay. Let's do that. Okay, let me get the big boys up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, okay. I've got to press the button. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong one. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, there we go. <laughs> well, mate, you built that up well. That was good. 
executed to perfection. <laughs> that went seamlessly. I'm but not- number one, ball boys, big boy, Tuke Miller. No, you've changed that, mate. I have. I yes, have changed well. this. Well, there was a guy who was there until very early or very late this afternoon. Uh, we'll get to him in a second. Mm. Uh, but Tuke Miller against the Gold Coast Suns, 440 Sunday, number one captain target, soft matchup. I think he's ready to go big. Uh, number two. It's going to hurt you not having him this week, oh, too, after yeah. you couldn't get his name out of your mouth. I'll have this week. to pump up my super coach again. Uh, number <laughs> two, uh, Rory Led up against Hawthorne. I think he's coming good. I also think the fact that Dawson is going so well is going to attract that tag attention away from him, and yep. he's going to get the. Um, the benefit of playing a poor team like the Hawks. And number three, who was my number one until this afternoon, was Clayton Oliver. Now, up against Richmond, if he... if I Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. knew that he was 100% healthy, he would be my number one. He's fully sick. We found out. Yeah, What's Hope, going on? Hopefully. It's <laughs> such yeah. good. Sorry if you're a no, Clayton Oliver owner. Yeah. But. We're terrible people. Mitch and I, Mitch and I saw this on Twitter we're that sick, Clayton guys. Oliver was sick and we were cut <laughs> sick. We were very He's happy He's versing Richmond. Not only you know, it would help our fantasy teams, but it would also help our footy team it as would. well. It I mean, and Clara, Clayton, you don't need to play against the rabble that is Richmond. Tigers. That's true. No. Take, just that will defeat us up. anyway. Once like, again, get him some soup. What's yep. that soup you yep. like? Get him some tomato soup. Tomato soup. Disgusting. Pumpkin would be better. Pumpkin soup, yeah. But just... Just get him away from the MCG on yep. Monday. You don't need yep. to be there, Clary. Um, but, you know, for those people that do own him, he is number three on the big list. Yeah, place. it is tough. Like, I'll, at this stage, I've got him at number three because I'm, I, I really liked my top three before that news, and I think that they're all guns, all have good matchups. Richmond just allowed uh, midfielders to do it. I think they're number they one, want. I think. He of, could have 50 uh, touches. Yeah, points for midfielders. Could be the flu game, mate. Number four, I've got here Rowan Marshall. I just think he's really safe. He's averaging 114 in matchups that aren't Sean Darcy, which is, you know, we're taking, we're, we're taking liberties here. That's one. <laughs> uh, but up against Carlton, they don't have necessarily a big, uh, dominant Ruckman there. So I think he can go pretty good, pretty safe high floor That's there. That's the first bloke you've mentioned that I've actually got. Yes, is same for me. Um, Darcy Parrish is my number five. Loves medals, doesn't he? That Loves bloke? medals. Uh, big game on Tuesday. So high stakes. Um, at the MCG, no merit. Collingwood are tough. They have been tough to play against, but they don't tag. So I think for a player like Parrish, that suits his game style a lot. Yep. Um, so he is at number five for me. Number six, Nick Dacos. I reckon this bloke's going to add his, uh, his first medal for the season. I am still worried about a tag. I, I know... You're thinking... Um, Caldwell. Caldwell, yeah. Caldwell or someone. It could be anyone. I Like... I, I want to put him higher, but he is such an obvious tag target for me. And at some point, it's going to happen. And I just don't want to be caught like <laughs> putting the, the C on him. He plays yeah, the last game of the does. round. I don't want to put the C on him and get caught and um, lose a bunch of points. It makes it super tough. I'd be interested to see people in the comments whether you uh, would be ballsy enough to chuck the C on Dacos. There's something about it, but he he screams to me the guy who just like lives for that big occasion. He'd yeah. just have this one penciled in. He'd be thinking, I know I've been going oh, big I'm all sure. year, but yeah. I'm going like absurdly big on, <sighs> he, on Tuesday. <laughs> He's so good. And I look, if he was a VC, I'd love it. I'd be yeah, 100% putting the VC up. on him. With the C, it just makes me a little bit nervous. So that's why for my team, I'm going to be placing a Rowan Marshall a little bit heavy, higher and I'll be taking him as my captain. Uh, number seven, Tim Taranto against Melbourne. Um, you know, miss consistency. I think he's good. Melbourne are tough, but Tim Taranto is still yet to drop under a ton. Number eight is an interesting one. I think this is where my VC is going to go. Mr. Rosie. Uh, I'm going Connor Rosie against West Coast. 
against the... Uh, it's all about the matchup there, isn't it? But the matchup. Like you said, this week, it just in terms of our teams, I don't know about your teams, but in terms of our teams, it's looking tough for, for VCC There's, options. Yeah, I think in terms of the loop options we have, I'm going to yeah. have to choose one of these first two games. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be a copycat or whether I'm going to go really ballsy and go Timmy English tonight. Yeah, I'm it's, tossing it's, up between these two. I well, don't he's, know. He's number nine he's on number your nine, list. Timmy so, um, Popowski, uh, Jaden Popowski tweeted today basically a stat that says that essentially Ruckman that come up against Sean Darcy go... Average like 25 less. Which is insane. Yeah. But is does Tim English fall into that category or is Tim English like a superhuman dude that just doesn't... He could very from? well be that player that those averages just don't apply to him. Yeah. He's just that good. Um, in saying that, averaging 122, this is by far his toughest matchup to go up against. Um, he did score, I think, 115 against Gorn and Grundy in yeah. round one. Darcy's so he's a different beast in a way, but isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and they've got the Luke Jackson combo there as well. Yeah. Uh, Darcy's just super physical. Um, I think as a VC option, because he's got a tough matchup, his ceiling, and I, I hate to say this about Tim English because he's a beast, but his ceiling might not be super high. So even if he goes well, I think he might cap out at like 110, 115. So if you don't VC him, I don't know if you miss out on a whole lot, if that makes sense. It might be, you know, just this nice, safe one you can take, which is yeah. fine. It's um, but for me, I think as a VC, I'm going to take a little bit of a risk this week and go a Connor Rosie and hope for a bit of ceiling with the fullback option of Rowan Marshall. Last bloke on the list there. Last bloke on the list there is Jordan Dawson. I'm expecting him to get a tag against Hawthorne, but on the very off chance that he doesn't, he makes the list because he's just a gun. Yeah, he could go big, couldn't he? I, wanted to, I had Harry Sheasel on this list. I just want to say <laughs> no. he was on the list, but the hip contusion it, and the, the contu- hand and the doubt about his selection just pushed him off. I what can't the, do it. it that's a lie. You just hate the bloke. <laughs> I think but, he was there ahead of Rosie at one point. Also, what the heck does the word contusion mean? Because it's a bruise. Oh, it's a bruise. It's a bruise. A corky, basically. Mate, yeah. it sounds like the worst thing in the world. Did you see? It's, um, yeah, it's Demont- a corky. Demontis Sabonis. Yeah, uh, sternum, sternum contusion. Yeah, yeah. so it's like a, that. Sounds like he's going to be out. But he's, he's got a bruised sternum. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Bruised sternum. These it's, M- a, it's a very fancy way to say that you're just a bit sore, mate. These NBA players, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Okay, let's. Oh, let's talk teams. Let's talk teams. Let's so talk let's have teams. a look at the I, Friday. I bet you a million dollars. Aaron Hall's in. A million bucks. Are you taking it? Oh, okay. Sorry, Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall's in. Million bucks. Well, too late. Yeah, he is in. He is <laughs> in. Said, so Bale's told me in the comments. <laughs> oh, true. Aaron Hall is in for the Suns. The okay. good news, though, for the Hawks is that um, our boy McKenzie has held. Okay, beautiful. And our boy Seamus Mitchell has held as well. So Seamus Mitchell is there. Scrimshaw is an emergency. Ward has been managed for them. And um, uh, Lloyd Meek has been omitted with Max Lynch coming in. So they're just doing that little swap there. So yeah, okay. that's interesting. So does that mean, I mean, Scrimshaw didn't make the cut. Yeah. So are we getting a Seamus Mitchell because he's held on because we were keen on him? Or is it kind of still the fact that we're worried that Scrimshaw is really close yeah. and he's back next week? Is that Seamus Mitchell out? Well, I know... Look, if you're in that situation where you're going down to either a Roberts or a Seamus Mitchell, you you said before you kind of had Roberts just on top. For me, it's a little bit of a flip of the coin. Like, and the team that they play in is is part of that as well. So Seamus Mitchell, if he holds his spot, he's playing at Hawthorne. Like they're they're essentially in a rebuild. Yeah, that for me is conducive to young players coming in and like playing a decent role. Matt Roberts is obviously really uh, Matt Roberts. Yeah, yes, is yep. obviously really highly rated at Sydney. But then there's the fact that it's Sydney and we know that when Sydney are back to full strength, yeah. does that then influence a young player's role? We know he's been coming in as the sub. So like the, the team that they play for almost pushes me a little bit more towards Seamus Mitchell. Yeah. Even though I would actually say that I think Matt Roberts is a better footy player overall. I would agree. Yeah, but he's just up against better competition in terms of holding his spot. Yeah. I was, I was Seamus Mitchell all week until last night's teams were announced and he was on the extended bench and I swapped it over to Matt Roberts. Which, you know, they're very close in price. So then that means you probably swap it back now that you've do seen I, that Scrimshaw's out. Now I don't, don't know if I do. I think I think maybe... You've planted like, your flag and you just... Yeah, done. I don't know if that's that's oh. dumb or not. I just, that just seeing those two on the extended bench together, like say say Seamus Mitchell held his spot and Scrimshaw was also named, I would, I'd be switching over. I'd be oh, going okay, Seamus Mitchell. you don't think the threat is there yeah, next week. Yeah, but, but I still think that threat of, so Scrimshaw... Like, he came in for Scrimshaw coming out. 
Yeah. Scrimshaw, they weren't sure, so they put him on extended bench. They were scrim unsure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you have some, you have some belters, don't you? Just laugh, mate. Um, Just laugh. There, and uh, yeah, so I think I'm probably still going to go Matt Roberts, but he did look good. Seamus Mitchell, I thought, did look good. Well, so. it's, a, it's a mute point anyway, aren't we all getting on the bread? Well, yeah, he's been named. He's debuting. And, also, uh, shout out to the fellow who tweeted us today. It was today. some good gear, actually. That was good. I, you tagged I, me in that one. Yeah, Hold yeah. on. No, I retweeted it. It was good. Oh, you'll be able to find it. So Yeah, I'll find it quickly. So, the uh, Chubata, uh, Chinkotta, for those playing along at home, he's being named to debut for the Blues. Uh, coming in also is Mitch McGovern. Uh, De Koning is named out. Saad is injured, I think. Was it a hamstring for Saad? Is that is that what oh, it is? I was going to do my side pun. Oh, again. You've already done that. Sorry, I'm not. I'm like not even listening to what you're saying. I'm just listening for puns. <laughs> just thinking of the next <laughs> next joke you can make. I think it was a hamstring, so he might be out for another two to three. Okay. Um. So uh, maybe Chincotta's just there for Saab, but then again, you could, wait a week. Wait a week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wait a week on him. Uh, Steele is back in for the Saints, so that's a big inclusion for them. I wonder how that affects Brad Crouch and those boys. Tim Membry in. Uh, I, hope still, I hope Steele gets subbed and just, you know, to a 60, just managed and then... Subbed out? Maybe they're flogging yeah, them at three-quarter time. Yeah. Sub them out. I don't mind that. That'd be good for us. Yeah. And uh, Win Hager's out. Bytel is out as well. Um, so that is fine. Wits is back in. Ned Moyle is rested. Uh, I don't know about that. Oh, well, uh, Bailey Humphrey has been omitted for those of you guys who had him as a rookie there. Um, Hugh Greenwood's out. Shields has been omitted. Liam Shields omitted. That's interesting. Paul Curtis and Aaron Hall in were the interesting ones actually. there as well. But no other, no other carnage, I don't think. So everything else pretty much as we expected. Um, yeah, I think it's just that. Obviously, Seamus Mitchell held for the Hawks and uh, Josh Ward has been managed. That's the other thing. Josh Ward has been managed. You'd imagine he's back into the team next week yeah, as well. That so makes, yeah, You've probably got two guys that are going to walk back into that team next week. Um, so it, I'm still Matt Roberts. It who's was, the, who's um, our boy? Alex, by the way, who, um, who Shout tweeted. out to you, Alex. Thank you, Alex, who tweeted us when the Chibata was named. He said, at yeast the Chibata is in, he loafs the pill and has great fantasy bread agree. <laughs> Pretty That's good. Eh? I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Straight uh, out of the playbook. Well on, on you, Alex. All right. So those are, we, are the teams. What have we got going on next? No, oh. no huge carnage here. Do we get to do our spicy takes now? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Okay, wait. Just let, let me get the thing queued up. <laughs> I'm off with the fairies here. Okay. okay. Spicy takes. Feeling hot, 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 hot. Okay, spicy I'm gonna, takes. I'm gonna. Um, Insist that you go first this week with your... How spicy are your takes? Are, they, your, are we like talking uh, they're, they're, peri, peri, highest level of hot? Or? I think they'd be they'd be like a... You know, is, is it extra hot, hot, mild? Is that, is that is the... Bl- the black is the top one, hey. Yeah. You know you're in trouble when it's black. That's like death. Yeah. <laughs> black <laughs> means well. death. I'm probably like in the in the middle, maybe maybe just on the lower third of the takes okay, here. Okay, that's good because I'm I'm lemon and herb still. Okay, so. <laughs> let's go. What's your hot take this week? Hot take. This would be just buy a lotto ticket if this happens. No fantasy relevant player gets suspended. Mate, that is hot. That's hot. The way we're going, that, that is hot. That never happens. <laughs> well, it that literally just, hasn't happened. That just never happens when one of your players doesn't yeah, get suspended okay. for a sling tackle. So if if no fantasy relevant player gets suspended for a sling tackle, that that you, would be a spicy. You've just one hundred percent stitched us up. I have. Yeah, like, we have like three or four. Confirmed that. You know who's the most popular player? And uh, Will Ashcroft. He's getting suspended. It's confirmed. <laughs> oh mate, he's fattened. Trade, trade, <laughs> trade him out. Uh, my first hot take is that our boy LDU bounces back with a one twenty plus. He's been disappointing since he's been back from his calf tightness. I think a matchup with the Suns is just what the doctor ordered. And uh, the case of the Horn Francis's. Last week, the case be... of the horn fry. It's not like a catch. Yeah, <laughs> well, it looks like he caught something from him, um, but maybe it was an Adelaide thing. They were playing in Adelaide. Horn Francis uh, around. Well, Who well, knows? but he's coming to the GC. He's going to smash the Suns, and I think he goes one twenty plus. Yeah, if you're a player that um, you know is a potential high scorer, you're setting yourself for those matchups, aren't you? You're just yeah. like, oh, I'll just that's knock why out. he that's why he just turned the legs over last week. Okay, yeah. I like. I'll go to the Suns next week. I'll I like go, that narrative. I'll go forty plus. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I'll yeah. get on board with that. 
My second spicy take for the weekend is that the Ox Shorts will actually finally win their first fucking game in the Content Creators Cup. Mate, so that's that you're talking about the scale, mate. That is well, that is black right there. That is yeah, hot. like that that hasn't happened this year. So <laughs> And if, who are you against this week? If we well the the positive thing is I'm looking at a pretty easy matchup this week. <laughs> I'm taking on this fuckwit Meichmund, I think it's... <laughs> Meichmund? I, I don't know, but I've never heard of him, and I think I, I, I've got an easy win. Mate, you are you are dreaming coming up against <laughs> Mitchman of the Creators Cup. It's oh, the, Mitchman, is it? Mitchman. Oh, yeah, right. Say it right. Say it with your chest. Um, <laughs> say it with your chest. <laughs> what? You've you know, lost it. Yeah, Kevin Hart. Um, but, yeah, it. it's it's uh, it's the ball boys... Royale, the boy boys rumble this week in Correct. the uh, in the Creators Cup. So. so I might I might just match VC just for safety. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, I should have told you all my yeah, my, yeah. Good, my good all takes here. Don't worry, mate. I suck. You'll be I'm fine. gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball your way, something like that. I don't know. I'm gonna trade in <laughs> two just to win this matchup. <laughs> trade okay. Premiums. Well, if if I beat you, it'll be a spicy take. What's your second spicy take? My second spicy take is that both butters. And Rosie go one ten plus this week against West Coast. So I don't know if that's that hot. Um, I was tempted to say one twenty plus, but Ooh, that would have been. I think both been. of them go one ten plus, and uh, there's going to be a bloodbath over in. I think there's going to be a lot of big scores on Port against West Coast this week. I think West Coast only had five listed players playing in their twos. Yeah, last rough. Week. That's Wasn't it like Will, Will Schofield or something yeah, like that? Like, he's going to come out of retirement. Yeah, came out of retirement. What and, a good bloke. Yeah. He did a, but, he did a uh, April Fool's of that. Like I think it was maybe last year or a couple oh, of years ago. But, but now it's actually legit. Yeah. That, that dire. So Man, I that, think um, the yeah it'll be a bit of a bloodbath in the first game for Saturday. Well, indeed. Should we have a look at some questions? Yeah, let's go. We've got a bit of time. Questions. Let's do it. What do we got? Scrolling back here. The chat is alive. 147 viewers on at the moment. So thank you everyone for... Come on, on in. We've got some ruck problems here. So, Timmy English and Tom DeConing as rucks. How do you get rid of DeConing? Oh, that's a tough bank. question, eh? Um, Robert Bank. Look, look at least you've rough. got Tim English. Well, we've got to get rid of our spicy takes. Thing. What is uh, Tom DeConing's price tag? Because I can't actually say that I've ever looked at him. You're going to have to generate <laughs> some serious cash regardless. 571. That's still, that's still serious cash. That is still right now. serious cash. Uh, I'd Could be you ch- use Tom Green down to something mid pricey to like make that happen if you had Tom Green. Um it's, it's pretty aggressive, but like a Tom a Tom Green to a Zach Butters, what is that? That's like what did that give you? That, like I two, don't think that would give you enough. Yeah, if you didn't have any cash left over. You might even have to go all the way down to Maybe maybe that's people. where you go to a JJ. Yeah. It, well you got at, at that point I think if you've got if you've got English into Coney, you're probably looking to be aggressive. I, I'm not sure you would be Really yeah, I would be trying banked. to get off that. And yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's where JJ move does come in. You do go, you know, uh, one of those players that are suspended down to a JJ. You get him up to either a Sean Darcy or a Rowan Marshall. I would be going Rowan Marshall. He's number four on my captains at this week. So I think yeah. he'll uh, go good. There's been a few questions just, in, again, in terms of rookies that you trade out. We kind of um, discussed it a little bit. Someone did mention that McKenzie has a history of decent scores. They're playing down at Utah, hey? They are. So do you... Does that swing you one way or the other if you have to trade a Jimby or a McKenzie to get to the guy you want would you trade Jimby because of McKenzie's good scores so if it's a question of Jimby or McKenzie I'm probably trading and you can get the premium regardless because there's a bit of there's actually like 50k difference I think in price I would be trading McKenzie okay because I think Jimby has been shown that he's the more consistent inside midfield role Whereas McKenzie sometimes get inside mid-time, but sometimes he's playing forward, hence the forward status. So he's sometimes playing a forward role in a poor team. There's Even if he plays the full games, there's inconsistencies in his score. Even though Jimby got karate kicked in the face last week and we'll probably Yeah, well, I'm going to chalk up that's kind of why he got rested or managed and subbed yeah. out, that he was beat up in that game. So I'm hoping that if he doesn't get poked in the eye and karate kicked, you know, karate kicked in the face that he doesn't get subbed. You know the defense for the poke in the eye? Did you did you hear this when you were a kid? Just no. do do that for me. Go like that. No, yeah. what are you going to do? No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but if you go like that, never get poked in the eye. Oh, so if you okay. anticipate a poke in the eye, <laughs> quick, get your fins up. Fin, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll remember that next time. I can't believe Jimmy didn't do it, eh? Yeah, mate, come that, on. Was it Dangerfield? That boot Danger, would have just yeah, yeah. missed him. He just... Straight up there. Should have listened. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I would go McKenzie out for that reason. 
but it's okay. a close call. I, I could be wrong there, but uh, he has been inconsistent even when he does play full games. Butters or Zebel? I think we're both going Butters. Butters yeah. every day of the I week might, for me. I might be going both. You never know. Yes, yes, yes. Never know. Jimby to McKenzie and uh, Jimby and McKenzie to Stewart and JJ. What are you thinking there? Uh, I don't mind it because it's like a double upgrade. Um, to has, has acknowledged in the comment as well that Clark's probably going to impact Stewart. Does that mean like Stewart- I'd go Butters over Stewart? Like, and, okay. and a lot of people would have the DPP to do that. Yeah. Um, like move a Sheasel into defense or. And then you could likely still then go Stewart the next week, potentially. Yeah, Stewart, um, Stewart I don't think he's going to get away from you, I think. Especially if he gets tagged this week. Yeah, like, Butters, what's Butters' de- uh, break-even here? Um, I don't have it in front of me. But I think his break-even is like 75 or something like that. So he, he could start to increase in price a bit quicker than a, someone like a Tom Stewart. And with the potential tag, if you can do that. But I do tick off the general thought of that, that trade, yeah. um, just because you are doing an upgrade on top of a sideways move. So I think that's okay. This is an interesting question. It's just kind of a general question. Um, thoughts on simply doing rookie fix-ups this week? So nope. the example is Davy to Roberts and Long to Wagner. I think if you if you go there, and Mitchie obviously just heard out a pretty um, <laughs> concise answer. Yeah. Um, but I think the issue there is you just leave yourself one week behind everyone else because everyone else is going to be scrambling to at least get to those guys that we consider our fallen premiums, maybe like a Butters who can go up. Um, yeah, I, I just think you're leaving yourself a little bit short there. You need to make a move this week. You need to so make a to move speak. this week. You need to be aggressive. It's upgrade season. Like if you, like you said, you're going to fall behind. But also, who's to say that trading a Davey to a Roberts, like there's any every chance that Davey walks back into that team this week. We don't know until Monday, I don't think. And there's every chance that a Matt Roberts is dropped the week after. Like, yeah, which would be Like painful. these guys that rookies were trading in right now, like they didn't, start on the team in the round one. And there's one. a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Their yeah. job security is probably not as good as the guys we're trading out. Yeah. Um, so you're not you're falling behind for not that much of a gain, in my opinion. So I'd be definitely trying to make an upgrade, even if that means carrying a few red dots. Um, these guys, like for an example of a Noah Long, like he's, I think he's done a hamstring. Um, he might be back in three weeks. Yes, it sucks. He's not generating, generating cash right now, but... Um, I think that unless you can, if, unless that downgrade makes you enough to do an upgrade, I wouldn't be just sidewaysing rookies. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Thoughts on bringing in Connor Rosie this week? Yes, yes, I would. I'm yeah. predicting he goes 110 plus. Well, I think you, I think you get that instant. What's Rosie priced? Uh, Rosie is priced at 791. His price at figure is 92. Break even. Um, break even. Uh, break even is what is his break even? I think he just went 108. So his break him is 92. Um, so I'm more confident in him than a Zach Butters in terms of just the floor. Yeah. Um, Zach Butters is cheaper, $100,000 cheaper, which is significant, and a break even is 75. So if you were playing the cash game, Butters is, I think, technically more value than a Rosie, but Rosie is probably a safer buy in terms of his more role. More highly owned, too. More highly owned. You've got that safety net. He's also probably someone that doesn't dive into tackles and yeah. you know his shoulders don't fall off quite as often <laughs> he's like um, you know the Lego man you just pull their arm out yeah just oh, off yeah. Nah, darn, yeah. sorry uh, this one here would you trade Stocker or wait to around the buys I, I think Stocker's a guy that depending on the structure of your team he I could think, go yeah that's what I yeah I think he's a guy that you can use to get to the guy that you want to potentially keep yeah. um, but it's probably we had him and kind of that Jaden Hunt category where it's probably not your number one priority, but this all depends on the structure of your team as it well. It does, yeah. Um, if your team's just looking red hot, then the, the moves that you're looking to make this week could be very different to the moves that we're looking to make. Yeah, like if a stocker gets you to a Tuke Miller, but like um, a Cade Chandler gets you to, I don't know, someone not as good, like a Chad Warner or whatever, if, say yeah. you're shopping around in the midfield, yeah, then you, you get stocker out and you get Tuke Miller Every day of the week, I, I I, so. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but if Especially you can do the move with game. a rookie, then I would move the rookie first. Yeah. Bales, a little insight into his trades. He's going to go the wolf to talk. So exactly, exactly what you were talking about. Hey. So, so good minds, good minds, great think, minds alike. think alike. And he, yeah. he commented that a little while back. So I think he was he was on top of that one. Okay. Uh, we got a couple of recent questions here. Let's hit us up. Do would you go? Uh, so Kenzie to Roberts and then. Callahan to 
Bags or do you go Callahan to Roberts? Mackenzie to Roberts. English. So, to so basically, are you bringing in Baker or are you prioritising bringing in English if you don't have him? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I So Grundy, obviously Max Gorn is back into the side. So it probably depends who you own at the R2, do you think? Um, so this person obviously owns Grundy, it looks like. Um, yeah. I, I'd be trying to give Grundy another week, especially this week with English yeah. go up against Darcy. Yeah. So I'd be trying to get rid of Callahan first. Okay. Um, but would you hopefully, and, and you just kind of cross your fingers that Grundy is still the main ruck with Gorn kind of being eased back in after a period on the sidelines. So I think Grundy should be in your trade plans, but maybe next week, not this week, uh, just because you're hoping that he's got a good matchup against Richmond as well. Like yep. we're going up against, you know, like we don't have that many good rucks in our team. So no, I would agree, I would especially not at the moment. This one's like more of a statement. Rochelle and Butters more of are they more? Oh, it's a question. Are they more stepping stones? Can't see either of them being top five forwards. The interesting thing about being, I disagree with that. Butters well, could definitely be a top six forward. Well, this is the, this is the point I was about to make. The interesting thing about being a top six forward is you don't actually have to do too much. What do you have to do to be a top six forward? Think about who was a top six forward. Isaac Heaney was close to it. Was he a top six? He might have... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't actually have to do I think that was with some of the DVPs being taken out. Uh, Of course. Um, Okay. So I think, like, maybe 95 is the mark you're sort of hunting for. Which really, you're not asking a great deal. You're not like you're asking a guy to be a top six mid. Well, actually, I have a a stat on Zach Butters. Last year, when he... In games, he averaged over 40% CBAs. He averaged 95.5. There's your top six player right there. And you take um, that. And, it's and, another year on. Yeah. And look, it's clear to me that Travis Boke is out of the team, out of the center bounces now, um, and sometimes out of the team uh, when he's playing as a sub. So I think that that 40% CBA mark, 50% CBA, CBA mark for Butters is very achievable. Um, he could easily actually be a 100 averaging guy. Like I don't think that that's out of the realms of possibility. Um, I look, so I don't view him as a stepping stone. It could go wrong with injuries, as yeah. it could with any player you trade in. But I think that's a risk that I'm willing to take. You can't be thinking about that. And like so. you know, mostly I don't know my ass from my elbow, but I think that in terms of like when we talk top six line or you know top eight in their line, you, we talk about wanting to have the person that's in the top six. But if you have the person that's seven or eight, like. They're not, yeah, it's exactly. not the, end the, of the difference world. can then be just captain and VC scores. Yeah. So, so we talk about top six, but you could really throw it out and say top ten, and yeah. you're there or thereabouts. Yeah, try. I would always advise everyone. This is the best exercise that I think everyone can do in terms of improving their AFL fantasy trades. Is have a list of what a player, what a player's price is, what that means in terms of like a priced at figure, average, and then what you project them to do. And then work out the difference between those two things. And then you'll be able to see who is the most value of the guy you're trading in. And I, that's what I do. And when I look at my, my so trades telling, here... So you're telling us that's the best thing to do because it's what you do? Or? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm a gun. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Humble why, as they come as so well. That's why I'm raked at 8,000, mate. Um, so, yeah. So I think... And, and when I look at uh, Zach Butters as someone who I think can average mid-90s and he's priced at 81, like if... And this is where you differentiate between someone like a Tuke Miller. Like if Tuke Miller comes out, he's priced at 107. If he comes out and scores an 85, that's equivalent to Zach Butters coming out and scoring 60. Yeah, It's like the same thing because he's priced 20 more points, uh, 25 more points ahead of him. So um, always keep that in mind as well. Uh, let's get, we'll get two more questions in. Let's do two more. Um, I think we're both a no to bring in Radical Leah. Yeah, no, not now. That's, that's not a no. Now. He's he's um he's gone. I think he had an out of the box game last game, but again, it was against the uh, the rabble that was the Hawks. So uh, I'm not keen on that. Break even a zero, but no. Uh, last one. A few names that have been getting around. Would you downgrade Hollands to Chincotta to then take Davy to Chase Jones? I think that they're longy. I think there potentially could be something better you can do. I I don't feel as though getting Chase Jones in is much of an upgrade. Yes, it's an upgrade from someone like a Davey. Yeah. But there's every chance that Chase Jones is like like he, he kind of might average the same as someone like a Jinbi. And does that put him on your field? I think there's something better you can do in that situation, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think I can take that one off. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like it's it's a compromise. It doesn't feel like a full upgrade, does it? Even no. though, even though I, I don't guess think your team is much better in that situation. Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. Davey might be back. Like we, don't, I mean, the trouble is that they are playing on the Tuesday, and we don't know until 
very much later in the weekend in terms of loops as well. So yeah, so I think I think you just leave Davey. He he seemed to be like he started round one in that team. He looked really good. Um, He managed, so he might be back in that side. And I, I just think you could probably do something better. No, I agree on that one. That will do it for us. Good opportunity to, um, you know, just to say thank you to everyone for for tuning in and and much appreciated. Um, those people who donated, which is crazy. Hang on to you, hang on to your cash. <laughs> thank but, you very much, um, guys. Yeah, really appreciate. Really that's appreciate so cool. all the support and the. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please hit um, that subscribe button. Go subscribe to Bales HD. Yes, I yes, think yes. it is. Yeah, truly Bales. Is it truly Bales? Truly Bales yeah. HD. Um, yeah, truly yeah Bales. there it is. Yeah. Go subscribe to his channel. Uh, once you've done subscribing to our channel, give this video a big thumbs up. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week when the mighty Mitchmond defeat the Ox Shorts. <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. See ya. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.